Thanks for listening to Boundary Talk. We aim to bring you a roundup of the latest cricket action in less than 10 minutes, and all before your morning commute. Before the time stops ticking, let's get going. All right, George, the timer has been started and it's the end of day three of the second test of the Ashes and England have all but collapsed here. An, an absolutely dismal batting display to start the day off and it didn't get much better when England were throwing the ball. George, I'll go straight to you because, I mean, there was a lot of positivity around uh, our batting performance yesterday, even though we were lamenting cheap wickets being thrown away, but those cheap wickets being, th- being thrown away continued today, didn't they? Yeah, and I think yesterday's sloppiness from the top order cost us today. I mean, literally, I turned on the telly for the second ball and Ben Stokes is out. Um, some of the I don't I don't really have too much blame when, especially when it comes to the when it comes to the tail enders, the Robinsons, the Broads, the tongues. I'm like, it's this it's a it's a top potent Australian bowling lineup. But Harry Brooks, like I was, I was kind of praising Brook a little bit yesterday, kind of how he was playing the short ball and trying to kind of slap bat it over kind of mid off and cover area, but it didn't work today. He looked, it, it, it does look uncomfortable. He's kind of backing away, trying to slap it over, and of course gets caught by Cummins. Uh, Bearstow, again, my God, I put my head in my hands when he when he got out. He should like. I think he would. I think it was just him and Broaden at that point. He should have held, um, waited before he started to kind of up the gears. Um, but a really tame dismissal from him. And uh, from where we were, we were one hundred and eighty-eight for one to be three hundred and twenty-five all out is on on the pit on that pitch where we have had. Let's face it, we've had all the conditions in our favour when we've been batting. And when we've been bowling. So I don't think that's good enough, to be honest. No, I completely agree. It's shambolic. I mean, just going through the batting lineup here, I'm going to go through them one by one. Zach Crawley out charging down the pitch. Ben Duckett out trying to trying to pull a shot, gets caught out on 98. Ollie Pope plays a ridiculous shot that gets caught on the boundary. Joe Root plays two two shots when the, all the short balls are coming in. He knows it's just short balls. He plays two shots. The first one, he gets lucky that it's a no ball. The second one, he gets out. Harry Brook, that was one of the worst shots I've ever seen in my life, out. Ben Stokes, I mean, okay, at least his shot wasn't attacking, but he's still out. Johnny Bairstow, absolutely bizarre shots. I don't even know what he was trying to do, out. Stuart Broad, I didn't actually see the Broad wicket, but Ollie Robinson out charging down the wicket. So I think from those from those wickets, I don't know about the Stuart Broad one, but at least seven of them were preventable if they weren't playing such aggressive cricket. And when you're trailing by 100-odd runs, you need to be making those up. The runs will come if you stay in. As you said, the conditions were great. They were perfect. Why do they need to play such aggressive shots constantly, especially when they know they're going to get bombarded by short balls and all the players are in the perfect positions for where they're hitting it? Yeah, I mean, I, again, I completely agree. I think it. I think a lot of it comes down to de- decision making and a little bit of experience. I mean, I think Duckett's played less than ten uh, Test matches. Pope, yes, he's played quite a lot. He's still only twenty five. We we all forget that. Uh, Brooke under ten Test matches. Uh, so I think like the talents there. We've we've seen it before in past series, but this series, I think the decision making and maybe maybe it's the pressure of the ashes rather than just kind of a standard series against a South Africa against a Pakistan or a New Zealand away. Maybe the pressure's getting to them and that's affecting their decision making when it comes to their batting. 
Yeah, potentially. I also get a sense slightly, I don't want to be too harsh, but slight sense of arrogance about some of the ways some of the batters are batting, especially Joe Root. I mean, I know we saw last test, he did hit a century, so he can back it up a little bit, but he's playing those reverse scoop shots and Ben Stokes is playing and Johnny Bairstow all playing very aggressive shots throughout this test series so far. And then maybe there's a sense of arrogance because Basball has been so successful up to this point that they've come into the ashes and thought, oh, we can just do the same again. Or even they've even taken it further than we've seen before. And it's not it's not paid off. Yeah, when, I mean, when you bring up the root point, obviously the reverse kind of sweeps that was in the first um, in the first test match. I think that was he was doing that to mani- manipulate the field and which he did successfully. In this game, it was the complete opposite. We all we all obviously the majority of the damage was done yesterday. Um, but we all, but we all knew what the Australians were doing. If you if you have three men out on the leg side, it doesn't take it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out that they're going to bowl short. So I think when it comes to when it comes to like Root, ha- yeah, had a bit of a lapse in judgment himself, but obviously he wasn't the only one. Um, it's just a, I just can't. I just was sitting on the just watching it yes uh, yesterday and this morning, just thinking th- this isn't. You, this is very obvious what the Australians are doing. There is no real, ma- they're not really getting massive lateral movement, even though they are, they've got three world-class bowlers. You, even before, um, I think before Pope got out, Lyon had just got injured at that point. So yeah. at that point, all you really needed to do was kind of suck it up a little bit. You know what they're going to do. They're going to be knackered in an hour or so once they've been, once once there's now only three of them, obviously you've got Cameron Green, but he he had a he had a few issues with with Noble, didn't he? Whether he's kind of a hundred percent bowling fit, I don't know. But it's it's just lack of decision making and concentration at the highest level, which has definitely cost them in this test match. Yeah, I think it's going to take a miracle for England uh, to pull back this match for a win. Hopefully, if the weather <laughs> the weather continues to be poor, they may be able to scrap a draw. Uh, the the play obviously was interrupted by by rain towards the end, but not before Australia went into bat. We should talk about uh, their batting innings and maybe more more so about England's bowling performance because once again, it was not the high the heights that we come to expect from some of England's uh, long long standing bowling bowling attack of James Anderson and Stuart Broad not quite firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I, we bowled. I thought we bowled better in this innings than in the first inning. I thought the first innings there wasn't really any intensity or any or or was better pitching the ball and uh, pitching the ball in the right areas. Today there was. It felt like there was a lot of movement, um, but I think you have to give a lot of credit to um, the Australian batting lineup. I mean, Kawaja's passed fifty three times in four innings, and he, one of those being a hundred. So he's Clearly, a man in touch. We, we seem to be struggling to get him out. Uh, Lavashane, pretty poor shot. It was a it was a half checker. Really got um, hit straight to Brook. So I, I'm sure he'll be devastated um, with that dismissal. And then Smith's only just come in. So God knows. Yeah. God knows what's next. But I, but in in terms of in terms of the the England attack today, it was a bit better. Tongue has been has definitely been the most impressive and it and it does make a difference when he's on average he's probably been about three four five five miles an hour quicker than the rest of the bowlers they've been sky've been putting the averages of all the bowlers and anderson and, and robinson um in particular have i don't think have averaged above 
80 mile, miles an hour in this game yeah. and and it, and it allows it allows people like Kawaja that extra 0.3 of a second whatever it is to kind of get into position and play the shot I mean bairstow has been standing up to Anderson for half his half his bowling so far I mean yeah. I, I completely agree with your point about Josh Tang I think he's been very impressive especially given how how difficult the rest of England's bowling attack has found it. And not just England's bowling attack, in fairness, because Australia's bowling attack, until they switch to the short ball, which obviously England can't really do because they don't have the the pace in that attack. But until Australia switched to the the short ball, uh, they were struggling to bowl as well. And Josh Tung has looked consistently like England's most dangerous bowler in the first innings, picking up two, two, vital, two vital wickets of um, Warner and Kawaja and Steve Smith. Um, so I mean, and he's he's come through again, getting getting David Warner before he pushed on to a high score. And I think he I think he had Kawaja out LBW only for it to be overturned by a by a review. But from the rest of that attack, you there is a lot lacking, is there not? Yeah, it it it's it's amazing that you you kind of think as a as as a, maybe a person that doesn't watch cricket that often what difference does five, five miles an hour make what does what difference does 82 miles an hour compared to 87 88 89 and the answer is a lot <laughs> a lot it it, allow, it it allows um the australians to do that short ball tactic yesterday i mean if england are in a similar position um tomorrow and let's say that let's say australia are 200 for two and kawaja's nearing his century smith's nearing his half century we don't have the bowlers apart from maybe tongue to go right let's 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 do something different here let's let's bounce them out stokes he did um there there was a moment where i think he was fielding and it, it looked like he kind of half twisted his knee again and i'm like he's not fit to bowl you're, is he? you're not you're not fit and um i also found a talk about injuries i found um ollie pope's decision to go out to field even though his shoulders clearly not 100%, a hundred percent, a pretty bizarre decision. I yeah, it's say. more problems for England, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a weird, it's really weird, Kieran. To be honest, like there seems to be so many little niggles around. Obviously, Anderson and Robinson um didn't didn't play the uh, the Ireland Test match. You've got Stokes with his injury. Um, Pope's um had a little shoulder injury in this match. It it just it almost feels like nothing's kind of going our way at the moment it's a bit weird like we've had all the, well nathan lyon might be out the, nathan lyon might be out for the rest of the series so yeah. i guess yeah i mean that's that's a big that's a big that's a big loss but it's it's not as big a loss when you're potentially going to be two nil up and they've got um i haven't seen a lot of todd murphy but i think he he um i think he debuted out in india in the winter and seemed to have a pretty pretty decent winter uh so it'll be interesting to see if he Probably not replicate because that's going to be very hard to do to replicate Nathan Lyon. But if he can go near that, then he'll he'll do a pretty good job. And there's not a lot of pressure on him, especially if Australia do go two and up by the end of the game. Yeah, and we have gone a little bit over the timer, so I'll just throw it to you for any final thoughts about: Is there any chance for England to win to well get a not negative result out of this game, barring weather? And what do they need to do tomorrow if they want that? I mean, skizzle them for eighty would be great, wouldn't it? Skittle them for yeah. Um, if we can get them out for what's oh, so they lead by two hundred twenty. They lead by two hundred twenty. Yeah. Uh, if we if we can somehow get them out for for a lead of less than three hundred, then then maybe there's a chance. Maybe just over three hundred, but 
anything beyond that 350 400 which is what i would predict they end up getting tomorrow i think, I think it's a it's a it's a it's a simple situation battle the draw but are england capable and, of that and, <laughs> that's that's what i was about to say i don't know i don't like you may have like people like a root i can i can trust a stokes uh a bearstow i don't think i could trust uh harry ben Duckett absolutely cannot dock out no, I mean to be fair, Duck, Duckett's defense is, is decent. It's just he he just but he won't leave the he's ball. He's not he's not a he's yeah he's not he's not a lever, which is what you what you will need to be when you're trying to see out a test match. Um, but yeah, it's it's looking ominous at the moment. But you never know. Like on day one, we were we were all we were all saying the same thing, and England fought back. So you never know. Anderson might roll back the years, and Skittle get a fiver, and we might we might be chasing two eighty. You never know, but. I think we do know that that won't happen. <laughs> I think we can pretty commonly say always, that. Always the optimist. Always I'm going to say this right now, actually. So if it does happen, I've got a great TikTok clip. Anderson will not get a fiver and we will not skizzle them for 280. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of willing it to exist. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. That has been Boundary Talk. Thank you, George. We will be back tomorrow. Hopefully the test goes into day five and hopefully maybe tomorrow's a lot a lot more rainy from an England perspective anyway. Thank you very much for listening and bye bye.